This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. We are back once more for another episode of The Drop Podcast, brought to you, of course, by lineupmedia.fm, the fastest growing podcast entity around. Check out all their podcasts, guys. They've got other blues podcasts, baseball podcasts, football podcasts. They've got all kinds. Make sure you go there and check them out. They're the ones that bring you The Drop, and we are glad to be affiliated with them. Before we get into the Blue Stars game and talk about the big win by the Blues over the Stars. I want to talk about expansion. I want to talk about Barry Trott's comments on Kevin Shattenkirk. I don't know if you guys heard about those, but uh, Trotz was asked why Shattenkirk didn't work out, and he had some comments to say about that. But before we get into that, let's get into this expansion. Farce is what I call it. Gary Bettman was all giddy about the Vegas Knights, and we understand that. It's a great market. I knew they would be a success. Most people did. Then he kind of hints that Quebec has got a great, great opportunity. They'll look at them in the future, so on and so forth. Basically making Quebec feel like the next time the NHL expanded, Quebec would get huge consideration. Then all of a sudden, a new ownership group for an expansion team in Seattle comes forward. And says they've got approval from uh, the uh, board in Seattle to do upgrades on their existing arena. And the ownership group would be Jerry Bruckheimer. We all know him. He's a Hollywood producer. And uh, David Borderman. He is a private equity CEO. One aspect of this, like I said, that sucks is for the people of Quebec. The love for hockey in Quebec and Quebec City itself is tremendous. Their application to the NHL was, in my mind, just great. If it would have been any other city going against Quebec, I'm sure Quebec would have gotten the expansion team. Now, everybody says, you know, the reason they didn't get it is the the Canadian dollar compared to the U.S., and teams can't afford to pay that much money, uh, you know, 500 million U.S. It's just way too much. And uh, it was really put them behind the eight ball with an ownership group. And my opinion, why they didn't go there is because Vegas was a much better opportunity at that time. I'm sure they'd have no problem selling out that arena probably for years. They would probably get some good corporate sponsorship. So when Vegas gets it, I wasn't upset because I knew Vegas was probably a good thing for the NHL. The way Bettman went on. And at the announcement that Vegas got it, not Quebec, it made it sound like Quebec would be the next logical choice, that they had a great, great application and a great opportunity, great fans, so on and so forth. And then all of a sudden, this expansion group from Seattle comes and approaches them, and the NHL basically just goes goo-goo-gaga over them. 
And Bettman's trying to say this is not, this doesn't mean Seattle's getting an expansion team. No, they're not. It's an application process, and we've got to look at the app. This is bullshit. Seattle will get an expansion team. Trust me. And they will start playing in the 2021 season. I guarantee they're going to get it. And here's the reasons why. Gary Bettman is just nuts over the West Coast. And I'm not understanding why. Seattle's a decent city. I've been there. It's it's a nice city. But are there enough hockey fans there to support a team, especially to support a team if they're not a good team? Which that may not happen because the way that the NHL restructured the expansion this time was to basically make sure Vegas would be a decent team to start off with. And I'm sure they'll do the same thing for Seattle. However, when you look at the fan base in Quebec, you look at the fan base in Seattle, forget about money-wise. Which is a better hockey bed for the NHL? It's Quebec. And then you hear Batman say, the expansion fee has went up. The expansion fee is now $650 million due to inflation. So the hockey product has increased in value by almost 30% in two years? I don't think so, Gary. I, I, I don't think so. Has the value of hockey teams went up by 30% in the last two years? No. They just basically approved, or going to approve, the sale of the Hurricanes, an existing team with an existing fan base, an existing arena, for $500 million. But a new team that has a lot more involved with it, they're going to charge you $150 million more. The NHL needs to be very careful with how they value their product because what they're going to do is this if they expand let's say in four or five years let's say they wait four or five six years to expand again even longer let's say they've set a precedent that is really bad because there are very few cities let's say it's four years from now and Batman thinks that the NHL is not worth 30 percent more but 60 percent more and he asks almost a billion dollars for an NHL team who is going to pay a billion dollars for an NHL team the only places that could afford it would be very expensive places that have a high cost of living to where people could afford the high price tickets. And those are going to be East Coast, West Coast. They're not going to be in Canada. I don't know of any ownership group that could afford almost a billion dollars for a team in Canada. Is it possible if somebody else came up? Yeah, it is possible. But he's got to be very careful at what he does here. I'm sure the owners are loving this because they get to split that $650 million and they don't have to give any of it to the players. That's just money in their pockets. So I'm sure they're very happy about it and I want the NHL to make money. But they've got to be very careful here. Now I know everybody in Seattle is very happy and I am happy for those hockey fans in Seattle that are going to get a team. That's great for those fans. I'm not holding anything against you guys in Seattle. And when the team starts playing in Seattle, I'll watch them. I'll think it's great. But I'm trying to look at what's best for the NHL in the long run and what they're doing here with the way they're evaluating an expansion franchise and what it's worth. It's just really scaring me because you want to grow as, a, as an organization like the NHL, the NFL, all, all the professional sports wants to grow, and they have to. You don't want to stay stagnant. But you need to pick... Which cities you think in the long run are going to work out best? Not what's going to give you the best monetary 
growth immediately. You've got to look at what's best in the long run. And I think the NHL didn't do it in this instance. I really don't. So enough about expansion and my gripes about that. Let's get into the uh, Barry Trotz, who is the coach for the Washington Capitals, and what he said about Kevin Chattenkirk, which is what I've said for years, and Blues fans hated me for it. Basically, Trotz was asked by a reporter why Shattenkirk didn't work out. Well, Trotz, first of all, said, uh, well, you know, we run a little bit different system here and we do things a little bit differently. And it took him a while to adjust. He said he worked in basically in areas that he wanted to work in. He was great on the power play. He helped him out. He scored a big goal to help him beat Pittsburgh in that one game. But he wasn't always good. They thought that he was better basically than what he ended up being for the Capitals. They were basically thinking that everybody thought of him as a number one, two defenseman, which I've been saying he's not. And Trotz even says he wasn't, he was a little bit lower than that, which tells me that that's Barry Trotz's nice way of saying Kevin Shattenkirk was not as advertised. And basically Kevin Shattenkirk said that, uh, well, it didn't work out. We didn't win. I'm trying to to work my way into being a top-pairing defenseman. Excuse me? By the way you went on when you were with the Blues and about your contract, you wanted 7 to $8 million a year for six to eight years. Is that not a top-pairing defenseman? Kevin, you're great on the power play, but you are below average on even strength, probably worse than below average on even strength. I wish you the best. I'm glad you got a contract, but I think if you don't improve when this four-year contract is done with the Rangers, you're going to have a hard time making really good money in this league. I know you have around 20 points right now. I think you have five goals and 15 assists. I might be a little bit off on that. But all you Blues fans out there that cried and cried and cried when Kevin Shattenkirk left and you were upset with me when I said I wasn't too upset about it, what are the Blues going to do? They should have resigned him. You know, they're going to be lost. Shattenkirk's a top defenseman. I just showed you another person's opinion, a professional NHL coach's opinion on Kevin Shattenkirk, a team that Kevin Shattenkirk played for. And I said last year, after the season was over, the Capitals will not be signing Kevin Shattenkirk. I guarantee it. And they didn't. They didn't even go after him. They didn't even offer him a contract. What does that say? That tells you a lot. It tells you an awful lot. Now people say, well, you know, he took a pay cut in New York to be with his home team. That's great. But those teams that offered him more money than that, offered him seven to eight million dollars for six to eight years. I think you're going to be glad in a couple years you did not do that. You know, you can be upset at me all you want about this because I know there's still a lot of people that love Shaddy in St. Louis. I think he was a number three or four defenseman. Top six, yes. Three or four, yes. One or two, heck no. He is not a number one or two defenseman. And for some reason, they have him rated at number six or seven as one of the top defensemen in the league, which is funny to me because last year when he was with the Blues, he was rated somewhere between 21 and 23. Now all of a sudden he goes to New York. And he drops from being the number two defenseman, which he was with the Blues, to a number three or four defenseman with the Rangers, and he gains 14 to 15 spaces on the top NHL defenseman. Doesn't make sense. The NHL sometimes doesn't make sense. 
But those are the topics in the NHL that we went over. Let's go ahead and get to the Blues game against the Stars. It's always fun. It was fun when Ken Hitchcock came back for the first time this year. Fans cheered him, but I'm sure there wasn't a lot of cheers last night. Uh, the Blues going into the game were looking to really continue some decent play. They played very good against the Canadians, which was very nice to see. Braden Shin got the hat trick after having a little bit of a drought. He just played great. It continues to amaze me that they got him. And it would be Shin that got the Blues on the board first to make it one to nothing in the first period. The Blues captain, Petrangelo. Good feed across. Steen a shot in front. Rebound, they score! Braden Shen, a power play goal! And he remains red hot. The entry was simple. Alexander Steen gets speed through the neutral zone. No drop passes. Right in on a dumping, a hard around. Petrangelo picks it up on the other side. A quick shot through the legs of the defenseman. Yashkin in front of the net, and he punches it towards the goalie. Ends up right on the tape to Shen. This goal was very important for the Blues because, like I said earlier, you know that goals were going to be tough to come by between these two teams. Total shots uh, taken by teams uh, against the Blues in Dallas had the lowest amount, uh, which includes also uh, shots taken that missed the net, shots taken that are blocked, and shots, of course, that hit the goaltender. The Blues are somewhere around 52-53 shots a game, and Dallas is very similar, just a little bit below the Blues. So you know that there's going to be very few great scoring opportunities, and for the Blues to get ahead first, it's a great thing. Braden Shim would get his 14th goal, Yashkin 7th assist, Steen 10th assist. You know, I'm not a big Dimitri Yashkin fan, but he has improved this year. He's starting to use his size, and he's played much, much better. I'm shocked to say that, but you got to give the guy his due, and he deserves it. I think he's put a lot of hard work in. He's getting the opportunity, and for the most part, he's played very well this year. Nice to see Steen get an assist. He's not been great since he came back, kind of up and down, and it's kind of nice to see him get involved. That was a power play goal, and that's also awesome to see the Blues get a power play goal. We know how their power play and penalty kills been lately, so for them to get not only the first goal of the game, but to get a power play goal, huge boost for them. And they could have had more in that period, probably a couple more goals. But Lettinen played very well, just as Jake Allen did. And he made this great save late in the first period against Patrick Berglund. Alexiak has his man stapled to the corner. Still made a play. Wrap around. Great save by Lettinen on Berglund. And another penalty upcoming. Johns turns, strides to the box. A great goalie battle in the first period. Great defensive battle. In the first period, the Blues outshoot Dallas 10 to 5 going into the second period, expecting much of the same. But Dallas would actually outshoot the Blues in the second period 12 to 6. And Jake Allen would have to come up with some pretty good saves, including this one, to keep this game 1 to nothing. Stars were 1 for 4 in the first meeting. Here's Richie wide open to save, rebound, and it goes just wide after Allen had to make a really good save on Brett Richie. I just love these type of games. I know a lot of fans like the high-scoring games. I like those too. But I like these strong defensive played games. Great goaltending. Teams have some opportunities. It's exciting. Keeps you on the edge of your seat. You don't know if the team that's up one to nothing is all of a sudden going to give up two goals. You don't know if the team that's up one to nothing is going to score two more goals and take a big lead. Going into the third period, one of these teams you know is going to get moving along a little bit. And it would be the Blues that would take the next step 
and get the second goal in this game to make it two to nothing early in the third period. Drive and Rutten got over, made a good save. Here's Sabotki in tight. To the back, Pareko. He scores! Pareko, a power play goal! And it's 2 nothing. Well, that's got to be 110 miles an hour. Just a howitzer from the big fella. And Colt 55 fires it past the stick side of goaltender Kari Lettinen. From just inside the blue line, good work down low by Stastny. Sabotka, the pass, and the blast. A huge goal for the Blues gives them a little bit of cushion. They can't get comfortable, but they do know they're up by two, and it's going to take a lot of effort on Dallas to come back. Great, great goal by Pareko. This guy needs to take more of these hard shots from the point. He's got a great shot, improved it on that goal. Colton gets his third goal. Berglund adds an assist, his first of the year. Sabotka gets his 11th assist of the year. Five minutes and one second into the third period. The Blues are up two to nothing, and they played a great rest of the third period. Dallas would pull Lettinen, and they would have some pretty good opportunities. Jake Allen came up big on this save and made sure Dallas did not gain any momentum at all. Shot off the boards. Ben to Sagan. Maybe he'll hit a hat trick of post here. There's a shot off the pad instead. Rebound. It slows. Oh, ben my. can't knock it in as Allen got over. That would be the best opportunity Dallas had, and they would get shut out in this game. Vladimir Tarasenko would add an empty netter, his 13th goal of the year. Saboka gets his 12th assist, 19-12 of the third period. And like I said, big win for the Blues, 3 to nothing. Dallas falls to 16-12 and 1 with the loss. The Blues improve to 19-8 and 2 for 40 points in the season. Shots on goal, Dallas did outshoot the Blues in the second and third period, and they shot at them out total in the game 29-27. Dallas only had two power plays, and one of them was very late in the game. They were 0 for 2. The Blues were 2 for 7. Faceoffs very close. Dallas 54% to the Blues 46%. Ben had five shots on goal. Sagan had six shots on goal. And on the Blues side, Shin gets his 14th goal of the year. Power play goal. Pareko gets his third goal of the year. It was also a power play goal. Tarasenko adds that empty netter late for his 13th goal. Sabotka has another uh, game with two assists. And Jake Allen makes 29 out of 29 saves. Let's go ahead now and head to the postgame interviews where we're going to hear about Jake Allen and his big shutout. Colton Pareko and that huge goal to get the Blues up 2 to nothing, And of course, Coach Mike on this big win over the Central Division rivals, the Dallas Stars. It's pretty cool. You know, uh, I think it was a lot harder for Glenn to make shutouts back in the day than it was for us. Uh, is now, but... Uh, you know, I'll take it. Uh, it's pretty cool to have that in my belt and hopefully get a lot more in the next uh, few years. Good, I guess. Uh, just another win for us. Divisional game is the most important part. That, that second period, did, did you have a sense that, uh, did you know right away that it was too late, uh, that, that shot? Uh, that they... Yeah, you could, the horn's always delayed. Uh, in every arena, it's usually a second delayed, so you always know once the horn's puck was in the net, probably the same time as the horn, so you always know it's, it's late. Jake, what was that like for you uh, with uh, Tyler in pregame and getting Billy here? Kind of, a, kind of a crazy thing for you guys today, huh? Uh, yeah, I didn't really get the chance to speak to Tyler. I didn't come, come, get here till late, right before warm-up. So I, I just said quick hello, and then uh, all I knew was Billy was here after the first period. So um, 
you know, it's the way it goes. I've been in that situation before. Um, and, you know, you're you're in and out quick. You're in one city, you're up here on a plane, and next thing you know, you're backing up. So it's uh, it's the way it goes. Uh, Hutz, Hutz uh, you know, just needs a little rest tonight. Tyler said he was just trying to stay out of your way and kind of uh, let you do your routine. Yeah, I just told him that I usually, Hutz doesn't usually go in until the last few shots. So, I'll, you know, he got in there, and I'm sure it was pretty exciting for him. He joked, too, that he said the competitor in him wants to play, but he's a Blues fan, so he doesn't want you to get hurt. No, yeah. Um, you know, it's those situations I think you've seen them before in the league where there's been times where goalies, the both goalies have gotten hurt, and I think the league's done a good job with that safety net now. And you know, it's it was it's pretty cool to get see guys get chances like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's obviously an emphasis, uh, and obviously we want to play for Jake. And in those moments, he's stood on his head for uh, the, the whole game, and he uh, he played outstanding and made some big saves at big times and kept us in the game. And um, Obviously, at that point, we want to lock it down for him and try to do our best to make the make him make the easiest hit. Under goal, did it just feel like one of those times just to let her rip? Yeah, they were kind of, like kind of went out to Bergie on the wall, and they were already on the body on the other side. So it kind of just seemed like I was alone in the middle, and great net front by by our team, and uh, just kind of put one towards towards the net. And um, great great credit to the uh, guys in front of the net. You've worked on this power play and put together so many different combinations out there. Just good to get a couple in it. In the- yeah, it's it's good for confidence and good for guy the field. Um, I feel like just the feel of playing together with different guys and kind of working together in chemistry is is huge. And obviously that's a big step for us getting getting a few on the power play. And um, we just got to realize what what we did and uh, what what it was that made us successful. And um, that's that's what we got to continue to do. Yeah, good to see it. Yeah, that's uh, really our last two home wins have uh, have really been because of that if you look back at that Minnesota game so uh new special teams were going to be important tonight and uh first and foremost I think that uh with the penalty kill we did a good job being disciplined staying out of the box and obviously we killed the killed when we need to but um but uh, all in all uh big win what you asked the question this morning which one is the number one unit I, 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 you know, I don't know to be honest with you, and uh, that may vary from night to night. To be honest, you know, so that's uh, that's I guess the way that we'll handle it here for the next little bit. But um, the last couple times where we've gone sort of with with two separate units, uh, we've 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 been able to get some production. So uh, maybe we'll look at that a little further. Yeah, you started the, with that second unit, whatever you want to call them, a number of times tonight. You know, Brady Chen just said, "Yeah, it gets under your skin a little bit. You'd like to be that group." Yeah. Is that kind of motivating a little bit? Well. Maybe it does. I mean, that's we we've got good players, and we're going to have some good players that aren't starting. So, you know, that's that's the reality. But that's also the NHL. You know, I, I know it's frustrating, but at the same time, you look around, and there's a lot of really good hockey teams that 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 have a two unit format, and things weren't working with the one one unit. So we had to make some changes, and we'll see where it uh, where it leads us. For Eichel's goal, were those the kind of goals that? You can see more of from him. Well, it's great net front, first of all, by Stas. It's a great job, and uh, and it's not like you get into the zone and 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 it's uh, one pass and then you shoot the puck in the net. It's not that easy. I thought that there was good movement on that uh, on that power play, and and uh, when you do that, that's when you open up shooting lanes, and and uh, he took advantage of that. You guys doing something different to draw all those penalties? I thought we played tight. I thought that uh, you know we, we did a really good job through the neutral zone. I thought that was a factor, um, but otherwise just moving our feet. Uh, you know when you do that, then you force teams to to hook, hold, high stick, uh, whatever the case is. Uh, you know when you're moving your feet, that's when you're dangerous. Could only be big plays in the game, but obviously that could that could have been a game changer there. But if that one would have counted for them at the end of the second period, yeah, it just changed the complexion. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 
It did, yeah. No, Jake, was, I thought was really good tonight. No, no question. He was sharp and uh, an engaged focus right from the start. What can you tell us about Carter? Uh, you know what? It was just something that crept up here today and uh, just met with him. I, I still have to meet with the doctors, but uh, it, you know, it's nothing that we think is going to be long-term here. And just a, a matter of if he's available in the next day or two, I don't know. Uh, but it's not something that, that we expect them to be out for, for longer than a week. So uh, we'll see. Obviously, you never know, but, but um, we'll see what the doctors say. But, again, I think it could be something that comes, comes back quickly to them. How was the Tyler Stewart era? He was sharp. He was sharp. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty exciting for him. That's pretty cool. Uh, just came into the coach's office. So I know the guys were kind of revving him up on the way out on the ice. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty good thrill for him. And, and uh, fun when somebody like that come in and be part of what you have going on. Did you want to make sure that you know, just for all that, all hands on, just to include him in everything, the speech before the game? Just let him... uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, you're coming in, you're part of the team. So, yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Had you ever met him before? No, not until before the game. <laughs> no, that's not the case. We were really confident in him. Yeah. Sorry, I don't have more for you guys on this. But <laughs> you no, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I haven't seen the scouting report, and I haven't seen him play yet. And I didn't watch warm up, so I, I can't really tell you. But but again, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool for him, and uh, and I know the guys were were having some fun with him out there too. Maybe talked about the last couple of days just. How tough this division is, just important. I know every point counts. Yeah, these points are just yeah, they're huge. I mean, you look at uh, at this game tonight, and obviously, you sit here and it's either a three point separation or a seven point separation. So, uh, a big win, and you know, again, we're still so much of the season left, and still so much work to be done here. But um, but games like this, they add up. Another big Central Division win for the Blues. Great game all around. No complaints here with me. I mean, they made some mistakes, but they're not perfect, and that's going to happen every game. They played pretty close to perfect as they could, and they beat the Stars 3 to nothing. Can't say enough about Jake Allen. Made some great saves. Stopped Jamie Benn a couple times right on the doorstep, and it gets frustrating when a guy does that to you in a game, and I think Jake Allen frustrated the Stars in this game. I thought the defense played very, very well. They had a great game plan going into it, and Dallas played a good game too, but the Blues were just a little bit better on executing in the offensive end and that was the difference in the game the blues head to detroit after this one i know we haven't played detroit in a while we don't play them very much when they go to the uh, when they went to the eastern conference but we still don't like them do we guys come on admit it uh, there's there's not a lot of love for the detroit red wings in the st louis area just ask uh, randy Carricker if he loves detroit i think you'll get the answer that uh you get from 99% of the people here. It was a great rivalry for years, and it's nice to see the Blues play them every now and again. Detroit's having an up-and-down season like a lot of teams are, and it's a question whether they're going to make the playoffs this year. But it'll still be a tough game. Every game seems like is a tough game for any team this year. Yeah, there's been blowouts, but there's a lot of close games. After that, they come home, and the next night they have to turn around and play the Sabres on Sunday. I know the Sabres have a terrible, terrible record going into this game as of today. They are 7-17-4. So you're thinking the Blues should dominate. But uh, remember when the Blues played Arizona when they were still playing really, really bad? Uh, Any team can beat you, and the Blues will have to come prepared. It's tough to play two nights in a row against any team. 
So let's hope the Blues can beat Detroit, come home, and start another winning streak at home. I want to thank everybody for joining me again for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time, all together now, let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lansd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.